Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, where overwhelmed millennials find clarity and confidence to live a more authentic life. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and I'm so excited and thrilled that you decided to tune in today. I'm actually using a brand new microphone that I got for my birthday uh, yesterday because my birthday is this week when I'm recording it. This is coming out later in the month of February, so it will pass by then. But anyway, I am very excited to be using this. Um, New tech is always fun. (laughs) So today I wanted to talk about something that is really prevalent amongst the community of people pleasers and high achievers and people who want to always do their best, which is you. If you're here, that's why you want to grow, you want to accomplish things, you want to create a life that you love. And something that really comes up often is actually the fear of failure. It might not be something you're even aware of currently. I know it took some soul searching for me to really realize that that was a big propeller in my life and it's still a part of my life today. I'm not immune to it at all. In order for you to fully live your best life and cut out the noise and trust your instincts and finally feel free, in order for you to feel fulfilled and take risks and Go outside of your comfort zone because the only way you grow is outside of your comfort zone. That's just, that's kind of my motto of 2020. It started coming up a lot more late last year in 2019, but really if it's uncomfortable, it's, if it's scary, that's a good thing. Honestly, it means you're growing. It's you're trying something new and you really can't grow if you are comfortable. You can't try new things and think outside the box if it's not scary. However, what comes with that fear, a huge part of that fear is the fear of failure. You're scared you're going to fall on your butt and just screw up. And a big part of that is just the way we perceive failure and how we've been conditioned to see failure. Because I believe that in when we were in school, as, as young as kindergarten, as young as preschool, even if you don't have letter grades, you are just using stickers or something for achievements or good or bad. What I think that school got wrong is I think they should just change the letter grade F to something else, something like that, maybe E or I don't know. But they associated failure with just that's it kind of an end game like you've failed and if you're in school it cuts out a lot of opportunities for you whether you are in high school trying to get into college and your grades matter or you're applying for scholarships and they ask for your GPA and those F's even those D's and sometimes those C's will greatly alter your future it's it's this weight is just immense to try and not get an F to honestly, I mean, for me, if I got a C, I can't consider that failure. I just was that kind of person and I have worked through a lot of that. But up until senior year, I didn't really realize that a huge part of what was making me want to do well and achieve my goals and, you know, honestly do well at everything was not only so I would make other people happy make myself happy, but also because I was just scared to fail. Because if I failed, 
all of my hard work would have been for nothing. That's what I think personally school conditions yourself to think when in the real world, it's not like that. In the real world, failure is more feedback. Failure is more redirection. And I'll get into this more later, but I wanted to emphasize the difference of how we've been conditioned. So if you have this thought, if you have this mindset behind failure, you're not alone. It's not your fault. It's how you've been conditioned. It's how the world perceives failure and teaches you from a young age. Gold star is good. No star is bad. Failure, bad. Perfection, good. Like you always need to be perfect. Like those A pluses and gold stars and those things, I mean, at least for me in high school and I'm assuming you are just the high that you got and just the sense of pride that you brought upon yourself when you saw that A, you saw that 100% or 90% or whatever, it led to good things and failure did not. So if you are going to grow as an adult, you are on your own in the world, no more school is involved, that is a part of your past. If you are just in the real world, in a career, anything like that, or you're searching for a career, failure is different out here. And I'm here to let you know it's okay to fail because you are going to fail. You cannot escape failure. That's not human. Even robots fail. Even technologies fail to do what you intend them to do. Like, granted, that might be because the humans set them up improperly, whatever. But even like, even Siri sometimes can't search for something that you want her to do. Even Alexa sometimes doesn't understand what you're saying, even though you're crystal clear. Like, we've all been there. Failure is a part of life. And in order to grow and trust yourself and do all those things that I mentioned earlier, you are going to need to face that fear of failure. Like, that's it. You're going to have to face it and you're going to have to embrace it. You might not be able to squash it completely. And that's okay. I haven't completely squashed it. I'm still pretty scared to fail, but that's because I'm human. And I had over 20 years of my life conditioned to think otherwise that I mentioned before. But in order to grow, you're going to have to fail. And so you just need to be prepared to how you react to failure. And the first part is re training yourself and how you view it. And so today I wanted to take that time to give you a little bit background of my experience with failure and then see if you can relate to it and then going into the specifics of what I did and the thoughts and the mindset shifts that I went through and the practices for how to face that fear of failure and be able to take on life with a lot more confidence and understand how I approach failure if it does come. Because yes, it can still suck if I fail. That is okay to feel that way. Your feelings are still valid, but the amount of time, the difference between those who succeed and those who grow and those who do not and stay stuck and stay feeling how you're feeling now is how you react to it and the time it takes. So you don't use failure as your end goal. It's just feedback to help you move forward. So Moving into that as a with kind of a big background on that and today's episode, I'd like to first start about my own experience with failure, just so you guys know, like, hey, I, I understand where you are and you might relate, you might see yourself in what I experienced and how I was in high school and college, because like I said, that's how they condition you. Let's get started to let you know about what I was like. So for as long as I can remember, I've always been a perfectionist. 
I strive to create my best work possible for anything I'm doing. I'm still this way. This hasn't ended. I, I just, that's just how I am. And that's not going to change. Whether it was in school, at any job, on this blog or blogging in the past, I've had other blogs in the past with my personal relationships. It wasn't until my senior year in high school that I realized that one reason I always strived for my best was because I was terrified of failure. I went to this leadership camp in high school, like between my junior and senior year, that was all about, now looking back, it was all about personal growth and the whole concept of fear and leadership and leading others and all that kind of stuff. It was a fantastic camp. The true battle with this fear arose around my third year in college, actually. So I recognized that I kind of identified that I had a fear of failure, but I didn't really like address it until I was in college. And the biggest part was in my third year of college, I had recently transferred to a four-year university to pursue a business degree. Classes were extremely tough, but nothing was as challenging as managerial accounting. And if you are a creative person, you've taken an accounting class, you know that those things don't mix. (laughs) Oh, God, I just, I'm, oof, accounting is not my thing, at least not managerial accounting, not really any accounting, but I'm trying my best to not be scared of numbers anymore. But it's a work in progress. But during this time when I was in this class, for the first time, I failed a very important midterm, flat out fail, like F. I even felt like somewhat prepared for the exam. I spent so much time studying for it. I did all the homework, all the quizzes, absolutely everything, but it wasn't enough. And the reason why this was like in college, some classes like this one, those midterms are a heavy, heavy part of your grade. So failing could have meant that it would set me back a year or a semester in college. And that wasn't okay to me because I was trying to fast track my way out so I didn't have to spend more money. I could get into the real world, like all that kind of stuff. And that was actually the first time I had ever received a flat out F in anything in college. And it's a pretty big deal for someone who has experience like that, you might be saying, oh my God, Sarah, why would you freak out? But like I said, I was conditioned otherwise and I had not gotten F at that point. And this class was already really tough. So my anxiety was already through the roof at this point. Balancing working on the weekends and four difficult classes during the week was incredibly difficult. I don't miss college. I'm not one of those people that looks back and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that again. They were the best years of my life. I'm not one of those people. But not to mention, I was dealing with a rather toxic relationship at the time. I remember breaking down and crying to my mom on the phone in the bathroom in my apartment because I was, it was the only place I knew I could be alone because I lived with five other girls. It's not that I didn't trust the other girls, but it was still kind of early on in living with all these girls I had never met before. I was just placed with them from the school. So I was just on the floor in the bathroom crying to my mom. And I can guarantee my roommates heard me, but it is what it is. But there was even a point where I was questioning whether I chose the right major and the right college. And I had gone through a pretty rough transition for transferring because my community college and the college I went to didn't have an agreement together. So I had to take a ton of, jump through a lot of hoops to get there. It was a lot of work to get to where I was. And so I was like, oh, was I doing the right thing? But of course, now that I graduated and look back, those were a bit extreme 
assumptions for me to be thinking, but it was, I was in the moment. It was a lot on my mind, but I ended up pushing myself and dedicating my time to passing all of my classes. Throughout the next couple of years, I continued to face my fear of failure, but developed techniques to lessen the stress that came with this fear. I may still struggle with it every once in a while, but I've learned to control my emotions and react to certain triggering situations. So throughout all of this, these are the things that I learned to help control and face my fear of failure without letting it cripple myself to the point where I'm crying on the bathroom floor calling my mom. I might still call my mom at some point, like that's pretty much a given, but (laughs) I don't think I will get to that point as heavily or as often. It might happen. You never know. Life is a fickle thing, but these are the things that I learned to kind of cope with it more. Before we dive in, I want to let you know about how you can finally find direction in your life. College didn't set you up to understand how to navigate life on your own, and figuring out what to do without a guide can be terrifying. You're used to having other people tell you what choices to make and goals to accomplish, but now you're feeling lost and unsure what you even want. I've created a free masterclass called Three Secrets to Finding Your Purpose that will help you break through this frustrating overwhelm, find your motivation again, discover what you're meant to do with your life, and feel confident to trust your gut instincts and create a life you love. Go to sarah-catherine.com masterclass to have it delivered straight to your inbox and watch right now. The first thing that I learned is to let go of perfection. Easier said than done, I know but it's a whole concept of done is better than perfect. So when I had transferred to my four-year university with a 4.0 GPA from my junior college, my first semester at my new school brought me the first C in my entire life for a full class, like a C. Add this to my first F for an exam, I was a mess. So quickly, I had to learn that perfection wasn't possible and I had my own challenges to and room to grow. I soon understood that my own successes were different from others, even different from my younger self. I grew much more comfortable with C's and B's when I knew I was trying my best. So I let go of needing to get those A's all the time to just knowing that I passed and I did the best that I could. So because all I could do was my best. Like some of my strengths weren't going to be the same. And that applies to the real world now, even with some podcast episodes or programs or blog posts, I would love to take extra time to make sure everything is perfect and have tons of people edit it or look through it a bunch of time. Like I could do so much more to all of my blog posts or even just even my workouts or things at work. But that would a use up a lot of time and my time is pretty valuable. I do not have much free time because I work full time and have this blog and business and a life and a relationship. I've said this before, but I can't constantly strive for perfection cuz a that's not possible. Those A pluses and 100% in college do not transfer directly over to real life. It's pretty much it's done and it's right or it's not done. Letting go of perfection is a whole other topic that I can probably go into into a future episode if you're interested, but it just takes little things to kind of just say, okay, this is done, this is good. 
it doesn't need to be perfect, but it's good because I tried my best. And if there's any limitations in the future, I will learn from that and do better next time. And that is okay because that means you're willing to accept change. You're willing to accept any issues that might arise such as failure because you know you did your best and you have room to grow because you're human and that is how life works. The next thing was understand challenges help you grow. So literally what I was just saying, one of my favorite all-time quotes is, The differences create the challenges in life that open the door to discovery. That was actually my senior quote in high school that goes along with your picture in the yearbook. But do we really ever learn when we constantly succeed? Like maybe a little, but nothing beats a good failure every once in a while. And that's a lot easier to say now that I'm not as scared as failure as I was before. You learn so much more about yourself, what you can do, and what you need to improve on when you fail and try again. It's the feedback that failure is your feedback. So you know what to look for next time. It's like when you have an argument with your significant other. If it's a productive argument, you're having a discussion together. You realize that you didn't know any different and you wouldn't have known if your partner didn't bring it up and didn't communicate this with you. And then they present, hey, this is how I would prefer that we handle this next time. And then you grow and you become a stronger couple because of your communication and the challenge that you guys faced, but your learning throughout the process is what will help you grow in the future and become a stronger couple and become stronger people in the process. Next, it's time to redefine your definition of failure. You are only a failure if you see yourself as one. Now, this isn't because this isn't just saying you failed. This is you seeing yourself as a failure. You are defining yourself as a failure. That is your identifier. Your definition of failure depends on you. Sure, failing a class does technically mean failure, but if you tried your best, then it only means that you have room to grow and conquer next time to take the next project at work or the next venture or the next job interview. For me, I redefine failure as being lazy and not giving my best effort. So you can change the story behind what you see as failure. It just means my approach wasn't the best, and that means I can try better next time. But if I don't give it my all, then I know I could have done better, and that truly is what I felt to be and what I feel is more of a failure situation, is to not try your best. So if you redefine your own definition of failure, it doesn't have to be the same as mine, but it kind of disconnects yourself from the act of the failing, if that makes sense. Next, I want you to celebrate your success. You deserve to reward yourself for even the smallest successes. Did you knock a presentation at work out of the park? Did you go to a restaurant by yourself to conquer your fear of being alone or seeing as alone? Go buy yourself some ice cream, go to a movie, binge watch your favorite show on Netflix for a day. You deserve to treat yourself after all of your hard work dedicated to your success. So associate your success with things that you love because you deserve to celebrate. You deserve to celebrate yourself. This goes even outside of the sphere of failure. You deserve to celebrate your wins because we get so focused on the end goal that we forget to stop and smell the roses. As cliche as that is, it's true. We forget to see the joy and beauty of the process because all we're doing is thinking about the end goal. But once you hit that goal, there's another goal that you need to achieve. So celebrate your success 
because you deserve it. Next, remember that failure is only temporary. Failure ends the moment you start pushing yourself to improve. I want to say that again. Failure ends the moment you start pushing yourself to improve. So what you're doing right now, listening to this podcast, taking advice, soaking up information about personal growth, self-discovery, wanting to make changes, and then taking that, what you've learned and putting it into action, failure is ending right there because you are pushing yourself to improve. If you made a mistake at work, ask for feedback and make an effort to not repeat the mistake in the future. Maybe you are in graduate school and you received a poor grade on an essay you slaved over all weekend. Ask others to proofread your next paper to learn from your errors. Finding typos in your emails if you're sending them out if you have a blog and you have a newsletter and you're finding out things that are maybe links are broken, you're not setting it up correctly. Send a test email to someone that you know knows what they're talking about and they can even, or even just a friend, just be like, hey, can you click on these links and make sure that they work? Can you proofread to find, make sure you don't find any typos? You learn from your failure. You learn from your mistakes. Failure ends as soon as you start making those decisions and learning from your feedback and trying again. Do not sulk in your failure. Take control of it. And I'm not saying you can't feel your emotions. Like you're allowed to grieve. Like there's obviously a grieving process if it was something big. Like take some time to feel your emotions, but don't let it sit there. Don't stay stagnant. Do not let failure control you. And then lastly, the last point that I want to make It's not the end of the world. At the end of the day, what matters most? Your health, a roof over your head, and friends and family who love and support you. Find a strong support group of people who care about you that want you to succeed. They'll help you push you to be your best and in the end, only want your happiness. These people will help you through all of your failures, no matter how big or small. You will be okay and you will grow and succeed. So throughout all of this, I just, like I said before, I do still struggle with this fear of failure every once in a while, but I'm only human and so are you. You can only try your best to learn from your mistakes. And to kind of be a recap of everything that we just went over, because I know it's about 20 minutes or so of information that I just gave you. But first, I want you to let go of perfection. Next, understand challenges help you grow. Third, redefine your definition of failure. Fourth, celebrate your success. Fifth, remember failure is only temporary. And sixth, it's not the end of the world. What matters most are your health, the roof over your head, the friends and family who love and support you. So with everything being said, I'll leave you with a quote that I refer to whenever life seems to get a little bit too hard. And you've probably heard this many times, but it's very relevant and it's just true. Everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Thank you so, so much for listening today. If you struggle with failure and you have some more questions about any of the points that I made or you know of any points that I made that you'd like me to expand upon in the future, feel free to message me at Sarah Catherine Block on Instagram or my email at my contact page on sarahcatherine.com slash contact. Just remember you're human. 
it's okay if this is something that you've been dealing with. It's completely normal and you can find a way to reframe failure in your head and grow even further in the future. Thank you again so much for listening and I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarah-catherine.com slash badassquestion to learn how you can be featured on air and how I can give you direct advice in a future episode. Until next time.